Hey, Peter. Hey. You ever play the game of Risk? I love that game, man, with the, the plastic thing and you drop the little coin. No, play. that's oh, Connect that's, Four. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about when you got the two teams. Yeah, yeah. So you got two teams of two and then you, you bid on each hand and then you put the spit. Oh, no, that's, I think it's spades. That's spades. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm risk. Oh, with it's, the rooks and the horses, and then you put the chess. That's chess. chess. It's an ancient what, game. What is risk? No, risk is a game of global domination. Oh, but, yeah. So, so, Sudoku. Sure. Okay. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice and inspiration coming at you. I feel like our intros are getting better and better, man. I'm not just saying that because we've been doing this for like three years. I feel like it's true. That's hard because I wasn't being authentic because I know what risk is. I I mean, I know. I don't really know. I never played it much. I've never played it. But I I know what the game is. I had close friends in high school that had like a legendary months-long game going. Yeah. In in their, like one of my friends' dining room tables that ruined their lives, their personal lives. Well, it's crazy because it's like you start out with the potato head and then you put the hair on. Not risk. Oh, that's not risk either? It's not risk. Okay, maybe I am confused on it. (laughs) So uh, why are we talking about risk today? The hippo, where you put, where you try to eat hungry, hungry hippos. Oh, hungry, That's hungry, a fun hippos. game. <laughs> Not as much strategy. These are all involved. from the same Milton Bradley, right? Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Why are we talking about risk? Because jazz players, we talk about the mindset of a jazz musician. Yeah. And we were talking earlier, and we're like, risk. You know, you can't be risk adverse in your playing to be able to play this music. And I think we don't talk about this enough because we're talking about how to practice hacks for how to practice ways to tweak your practicing um and i think we don't talk about risk enough and great jazz players love risk now i don't mean risk necessarily in their lives they some people do some you know all different ways of looking at that but specifically in the music if you look at a great jazz player in their element producing great art they are going to be on the edge of the ledge dancing around doing their thing they're going to be on the tightrope without a safety net, you know, performing their art and the audience is going to be right with them. And like, that's when you get the, I think the pinnacle of all the great things that jazz can be. Like if we think about, and I hate even bringing this up, like comparing, cause everyone's always comparing jazz to classical music and I hate that. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> you know, we think about specific things in classical music that are so great. It's like, you can watch somebody, a great virtuoso violinist execute, you know, a Mozart, um, concerto that you know and it's like oh my god this is coming oh it's gonna be so amazing and then they pull it off with this flair or whatever very different in jazz because it's like you're out there and you, you might know the song but a great jazz player is gonna take some risks with that that you didn't even anticipate as a listener mm. and that's one of the most thrilling things when they pull it off and sometimes they don't pull it off but then they come back around and pull it off the next time now if you're assuming too much risk and maybe we'll get into that. There is a tolerable amount of risk, but you got to love some risk. And I think it's important to think about this away from just the performance situation and seek out situations. Now, this might be jam sessions where you're getting involved with some players better than you. That's a risky situation because you the, the but the risk reward on that is so great. What are you actually risking? You're not risking death. You're just risking humiliation, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so let's define what risk means in this context in okay. a in a in the context of performing and specifically improvising like we do in jazz yes what does risk 
look like? Are you saying painted done? I'm saying painted it's done. Painted done. Yeah. Okay, so I would say risk is defining it clearly as a jazz musician is playing something that you can hear to a certain percent, maybe 50%, whatever. Not 100%. It's not like so understood, but you've got an idea about it. Like you can paint it with some broad strokes at least. You know the color palette. You know something. You've got an inkling. You've got a twinkle in your eye for something to be played. The risk is to go ahead and play it without working it out exactly how you're going to execute it without knowing exactly how it's going to sound. And most importantly, without knowing whether or not it's going to actually work. Like, is the audience going to be excited or edified or titillated by this thing that you're going to play? Mm. And I think this works on both the micro and the macro in terms of like the micro, a note or a short phrase, a riff. But more importantly, on the macro, like the entire solo, like the idea, the concept, like the entire performance in a way, you can break it down in a number of ways. But once you assume the mindset of acceptable risk, it's going to permeate everything you're playing to the appropriate level. Now, if you're playing a ballad and you're starting out, you might not be assuming a lot of risk in terms of like you're keeping it very straight, sticking, like really concentrating on tone and and whatever else and just executing what the song is but you're going to move then into a riskier part of your performance but you got to assume some risk if you want to be a great player at some point because that's really the hallmark of the most exciting i mean can you name me an exciting jazz performance that was totally risk adverse no i've never walked away from a great gig as a listener or a player and been like Oh, that was just so safe. It was so nice oh, and so safe. good and safe, right? <laughs> exactly. Ever. Not Man, once. Man, they played exactly what they knew they could play, and they executed yeah. 100% on it. I knew everything well that done. was going to happen, and it all happened. <laughs> and it all happened, yeah. right. So that's and, – and really, this is just storytelling 101, right? Sure. I mean – It's our no, jobs to set, set up expectations and then defy those expectations. Right. And so we're doing this. We're not writing a script. Well, we are writing a script, but we're doing it spontaneously. That's the improvisational part about it. So there's an inherent risk to improvising anyway because we're not scripting it except in real time. There's, yeah, there's always that. So, so depending on your skill level, that can be the first assumption of risk. And I think that's why people – I mean, look, human beings, we, we are been bred over thousands or millions of years, how long we've been around – to be risk adverse from certain situations like death, you know, <laughs> if there's a line coming up on you, you're going to, you know, you're not going to be like, I love risk. Let me stick my head in there. You know, and I, there's jaws. We, we just said like, you know, the, getting to perform in front of people, that's not like death is on the line, but you know, just to your point well, here about evolutionary seen biology. I've seen. <laughs> no, but about Ever evolution. Ever been to Albania? Those yeah. audiences are tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> But um, just from like an evolutionary standpoint, actually, you know, embarrassing yourself, yeah. alienating yourself from the herd means death That's for right. human beings. Like we are, we are herd animals, That's not right. herd animals, but we're, we're village animals. And so if we do something that would uh, get us alienated from the group, that has not just social consequences, but until about 10,000 years ago, actual life and death consequences. Well, not just 10,000 years ago. Have, if you've ever done a scientific study, if you stand outside of Smalls Jazz Club in New York and you count the number of young jazz players going into a jam session, going down, not all of them come out alive. Just saying. <laughs> that got really dark. <laughs> Sorry. That was a joke. 
That was a joke. I was taking a risk with that joke. Yeah, that means you got you got to do yeah. it. Joke so, especially. how can we practice? It's easy enough to say you have to be willing to take risks when if you're going to be a jazz musician. It's like, you know, to drive a car. There's an inherent risk with driving an automobile, but it's a lower level of risk if you're just driving around town and you're not getting on the highway. Or if you're getting on the highway in Italy and driving, maybe a little bit more risk because they're driving a little bit more flamboyantly. Definitely is. Definitely is. No, or if no you're offense. getting on a Formula One, or as they say in France, Formula Un, um, speedway, and you don't know what you're doing, very risky. But if you're out on a Formula One race with a bunch of pro drivers, it might seem risky, but to them, as long as everybody's pro level, not very risky actually. But they are still taking on risk because they're trying to go next level with it. So it's like, you know, the amount of risk that we can take. And that's why the better players, and we always come back to Herbie because I think he's such a great um, exemplifier of a risky and explore it like he's he's that great intersection of risk and exploration in almost everything he plays like every time i hear him i'm like wow he's really good but he's not satisfied with just playing the stuff he knows he can play like he knows when to take that keep it stylistically within what he does but then take the audience on a journey with his own risks and make it an exciting thing every time. So it's not like, oh, Herbie's back in town. Ah, oh, I heard him last year. It's going to be the same old tunes. Never. It doesn't. Well, never. it might be the same tunes, but it's never going to be the same yeah, performance. Yeah, of yeah. It. yeah, yeah. He might have a keytar on him this time around. That's you right. know, who know. That's the, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he'll take the risks that that you know the sound's not even going to work because he's prancing around with the keytar. Sometimes he says, just risk on some of those silk shirts. <laughs> Is this your risky music? Uh, you know, I, I took a risk. I thought I'd try something new today and just kind of soundtrack our, our podcast. So, so, hold on. I have a question yes. to you directly about risk. So, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, though, it does not mean just sounding sloppy, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, let's talk about some ways not to take risks. Because I could take risk here as I'm doing this and just as you're talking, just be like, eh, that'd be a risk. And I'd be like, whoa, that sounds like crap. Well, I'm taking a risk, man. Yeah. There are, so how do how do we do how do we know that we're, our risk is within the spectrum of like um, acceptable risk? Mm. You know what I mean. But yeah. That's also adding something. I think it. You know, sometimes taking a risk just means being more yourself Ooh, I in like the that. moment. Absolutely. Being willing to risk showing what you're like. You know, I that's would say it. just even doing this music here. I had an idea. I thought I'd go with it. We could stop this. You could be like, never do that again. I could be like, ah, shoot. Yeah, that was a risk. But if you've got that kind of mentality that's like, well, you know what? I'm glad I tried it. Yeah. First of all, that's how you get to the good. See, now you're getting to some good stuff, you know? So it's like, that's how, like, you can't get to the good stuff before going through the valley of death. I don't want to get a little dramatic now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I like what you're saying about, like, being yourself because, you have to have an extreme amount of self-awareness to play this music successfully, I believe. That's so true. And I'm taking that more as like a scientific study in that all the great players that I've come across have a great level of self-awareness. They might have many flaws personally, but not that one. And so I think that that's when you have a a high level of self-awareness about yourself as a musician, which really the more skillful you become becomes about yourself as a person and what your story is, then you're able to temper your risk because you know, like I can't take the risks that Herbie Hancock can because I'm not at that level. 
and I'm not Herbie, most importantly. So if I try to take, and, and like I, you see a lot of people stumble in this way, if you try to put yourself in somebody else's, like that's the least amount of self-awareness when you're trying to be aware of yourself and you put you try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and then take on their risk yeah so you got to find where you are and then how far can you bend yourself how far can you stretch yourself so you go out on that ledge but it's your ledge you go out on that tightrope but it's your tightrope it's not you know and you don't have to compare it with other people you just need to make sure you know your tightrope and then the other element that has to go with that is just extreme concentration so just like somebody on an actual tightrope, like once you decide to take the risk, you can't just be like, you know, oh, I'm going risky. I'm getting frisky. I'm getting jiggy with my riskiness. You can't you know? do it. No, it's, it's about going there and then saying, okay, now I'm going to zone in. Just like you go on that tightrope, it's like, okay, now it's time to work. Now it's time to take the risk and execute. Now, luckily, as you said, it's not like we're in the tightrope business without the, without the net. We don't die if we fail. We can get back up. Try again. I love it, man. I love it. This has been an inspiring podcast for me. I'm here to serve. So, folks, you'll hear it, listeners. Think about taking some risks next time you play. We can practice this even so much easier to practice on a gig. But play the tunes you're working on and say, you know what? What risks am I going to take? And when you fail, don't look at it as counterproductive. Look at that as productive. Be excited when you fail because you're growing you know you've you've got something to get back up and try again to try that risk again um this is not brain surgery so the risk is not going to kill anybody so be willing to take those risks and because that's how we're going to serve others when we perform that's how we're going to make this exciting to people because we're not playing something that they we're not playing a mozart concerto that they know where all the artistry is laid out for us we got to create that artistry Shots fired to classical musicians there. No, big shout out to all my classical brothers and sisters. <laughs> Wolfgang Amadeus. <laughs> Go to openstudiojazz.com to check out all of our courses, including the new course, uh, Pentatonics and Playing Out by yours truly, and check out... That'll uh, give you some risks. That'll give you some material for oh, risks. Oh, yeah. there's taking. Playing Out is always a risk. And then uh, don't forget to check out Bob Debu's new bass course, Building Blocks of Bass. Awesome targeted course for beginner and intermediate bass players. Peter, boom, you got boom. anything else? That's it. Till tomorrow. You'll hear it. <laughs>